All right, y'all. I'm going to need y'all to pray with me because this is another episode of Change the Subject, but I'm doing this episode all by myself. I'm trying my hardest not to do too many of these solo shows by myself because I just don't feel like me personally, I can be entertaining all by myself. But circumstances put me in a position to where I got to talk to y'all for like a hot ass 30 to 40 minutes. So I got something that I've been wanting to talk about and... I guess now is the time, so just bear with me, y'all. Just bear with me. I'm going to get through it, I promise. been dealing with a lot of stress i'll just say stress i'm not 100 percent sure if i'm a person who deals with depression because i just don't think that i've ever been depressed even though i may show signs of it but i just respect that a little bit too much to say that that's what i am before i'm actually diagnosed or can even you know equate my situation to be that but um i'll just say it stresses and the stresses come from any and everything. It's like the job can be stressful. The the personal life can be stressful. Even the you know creative space can even be stressful because I've been dealing with a lot of technical difficulties with podcasting and different other areas of things that I'm trying to do. And I've also noticed that, you know, well, no. I've also noticed that family has been very stressful and it's not because they getting on my nerves. It's just the, you know, the turn of events and a lot of things are happening. So I've been in this space to where I've been needing space and other things simultaneously just to maintain. And I get to a point where I, I guess I become distant and a lot of people who are close to me know that I'll just shut everything and everybody off and I'll just kind of go in the corner and chill and get me together because I'm just a person who believes that if your energy is not positive, don't share it. So I just time, you know, I just take the time to deal with self. And um, when I finally come out of the hibernation, so to say, people, you know, ask the questions um, they try to catch up and they act as if it's been longer than what it really is. And so I'll just go into my description of what I believe my issues to be. And for some reason, when I deal with family and some of my friends, the solution to everything that I'm supposedly dealing with has to do with love and marriage. Now, I don't understand what love and marriage have to do with creative blocks or you know, potential stresses from your job or whatever it is that you may deal with. But it just really baffles me that people think love is just that powerful. And maybe I'm just naive because 
I just don't think that love can fix everything. I think that love aids a lot of things, but it doesn't necessarily fix everything. So I try to ask people, like, what is the reason why you're telling me that me getting married will fix my creative block or me getting married will, you know, change the way that I deal with stress because relationships come with stress, too. And, you know, it turns into a pretty heavy conversation where people tell me, like, the reason why you're stressed is because you don't have a partner that'll help you through those situations. And you're at the age where you're maturing. It's time for you to settle down, like all of these different things. And to some degree, you know, settling does make sense at this particular point, because I do have a lot of stuff going on. But I just don't think that marriage is the answer for everything. And it put me in a position to think about my current lady, because even though she's an amazing person and I have no complaints about the relationship, I know that right now I'm still not ready to get married. And it's difficult because it makes sense now more than ever to even be considering the relationship. So I just choose to talk about it in a more diplomatic way, because just because you're not ready doesn't mean that you don't want to. Sometimes it's just sometimes it just takes time to to get to that point where you're 100 percent sure that this is the next move. And I want to talk to it from a man's perspective, because the the perception of men when it comes to marriage is that all men have cold feet. They want to still be hoes. They want to still do what they want to do. And they have all of these stigmas on men when it comes to marriage. And I just want to prove that it's not necessarily cold feet at all. Sometimes it's just not time. And um, my situation is very delicate. And I'm just going to open up and talk about it. But, you know, I am nervous to even say it because I haven't even talked to my lady about me doing this. But um, I just think it could help somebody. So we're going to talk about the honeymoon phase. Like the honeymoon phase for me is a very enjoyable and peaceful place. And nowadays we look at relationships and we put them on these timestamps. Like the honeymoon phase is very significant to any relationship because it's usually the space and time where everything is a little bit easier or lighter to deal with you're just enjoying each other you're enjoying the things that you're learning about one another and it's not as strenuous and stressful as the point where now you're responsible for each other and for me i've been enjoying the honeymoon phase thoroughly and i don't find anything wrong with it like i really believe that i'm supposed to enjoy the honeymoon phase because I've been in these situations and relationships where I didn't get to know a person long enough. Um, sometimes two years isn't long enough to get to know a person. Sometimes six months is enough to get to know enough about a person. It just, it's just you that makes the difference. But for me, I need time to get to know a person and I don't feel like I've enjoyed the honeymoon phase. As much as I should have, not necessarily that I would have liked to, because I didn't even know that the the honeymoon phase was even important until I got older. But um, the honeymoon phase has been really good to me. 
And it allows me to learn this particular woman that I'm dealing with very well. And in this honeymoon phase, I think that the reason why it's so important is because there is a honeymoon that comes once you get married that people think is supposed to be for celebrating the commemoration or the coming together of two people. But the honeymoon after the marriage is supposed to be for you to go back to the honeymoon phase and realize that it's just starting all over from the beginning with the same person, getting to know this person as your wife, getting to know the things about this person as a wife that you don't necessarily know, even though this woman has been in your life for a long time. I think the honeymoon phase is just basically going back to the beginning to learn a person all over again, to fall in love all over again, to, you know, be sure of yourself within this love to go further in it, to submit yourself to this person, to commit, to stop lying, to, you know, try to get help with, you know, your sexual urges if they be directed towards other people. Like these things have to be subsided. So like going back to the honeymoon phase in a sense for me just means that you have to go back to the very beginning to keep pushing forward and I think that because we don't enjoy the honeymoon phase and a lot of times we rush into our relationships the way that we do we end up getting married and now we can't even afford the honeymoon thereafter and that that just makes me feel a little bit sad to know that some people never get to enjoy their honeymoon. Like some people never get to enjoy getting to know a person and not being committed to their responsibilities that another person created for themselves. Like you have to let them fix the things about themselves that need to be corrected. You have to let them get the necessary therapy or help or mentorship for some of the baggage that they have been dealing with. If you want to get an idea of what that is for me, you can listen to the conditions of unconditional with uh, Miss K. Shout out to her. Um, we talked about baggage and like sometimes baggage could be confused for trauma and we get into these relationships and we don't really take the time to get to know what have you been through. And the honeymoon phase is the perfect space for you to Show a person that I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to hold your hand through this process. I'm going to actually attend the therapy with you so that I can learn you better so that I can condition myself to be a better partner. But we take the honeymoon phase for granted. The honeymoon phase is not just the period where a nigga playing with you. He's actually taking his time to get to know you, making sure that he's making the right decisions. And the same for the woman. She should be making sure that she's making the right decisions. But the honeymoon phase, again, is constantly taken for granted. It's because we get older and we feel like we're running out of time to accomplish these relationship goals that we set. And I'm just not a person that believes in those things anymore. And then there's this um there's this thing in tradition that we all know to be the jumping of the broom the jumping of the broom from older days from what i interpret it to be is the sweeping away of the old traditions the things that kept us away from 
our genuine happiness, which in this particular time, our genuine happiness would be each other. And we did what we had to do to be together. So the jumping of the broom is very symbolic now, but it actually means something. So we have to kind of sweep away our egos and sweep away the things that we actually think make a difference to our situation, you know, with one another that really don't play no significant part in your relationship. Like if you really believe in your heart that a person is going to deal with you flaws and all, I'm sorry, but I don't think that that's realistic anymore. Like I think it's, it's smart to say that we can work on them together, but you are the person that's going to have to fix it. Like a person can encourage you and support you, but it's up to you to fix that, you know? So it's so much about the honeymoon phase that makes the relationship grow. And the honeymoon phase is very important because that's when you do learn that despite what you're going through, a person is still there for you and a person is still loving you. But that really don't have nothing to do with my reasons for not being married. And this is the hard part of the conversation. The reason why I'm not married or not in the position of getting close to being married is because I'm still dealing with some things within myself that I haven't really come to grips with as a man. One of the biggest issues is I deal with childhood issues still like not being in a position as a young man to actually develop friends because I was a shelter kid. I couldn't do anything as a kid. My mother was a single mother. She did the best that she could to raise me to be, you know, honorable and respectful. But no matter what type of kid it was, no matter they could have been churchgoers just like us, like she just didn't let me go over nobody's house. I think I was maybe 16 years old when I finally was able to ride my bike in the street. The corner store was literally a five minute walk. She didn't really trust me enough to go down the street without something possibly happening. Like I was just so sheltered. So when I finally got to get out and express myself as a man, time had passed me by. A lot of the, you know, the trends had, you know, totally been washed away and new fads had surfaced. So I'm kind of out of touch in my youth you know, with connecting with other men and connecting with other boys my age. So I never really had the opportunity to establish brotherhoods. And then the brotherhoods that I was able to create later in life, even though they have been fruitful, a lot of my brothers that I consider brothers are people who are out of state, who have families, who don't really have time to to build. And we're so far in our adulthood that Society even tells you it's not even like cool to make new friends. So I'm dealing with the ideals of who is going to stand next to me as a groomsman in my wedding. And then on top of that, are these dudes credible enough to keep me focused on the goal, which is making this woman feel like she is my all in all? Because you can have a dude stand there and say, yeah, I was in his wedding and I was a groomsman, but. It gets shady in my relationship. Are you going to tell me, let's go hit the club? Or are you going to tell me you need to go sit with your wife or you need to get therapy? You need to pray with your wife. You need to communicate like you need that support system that's going to keep you grounded on what's important. And, you know, 
I just think about that type of stuff. So like I'm not even prepared in that regard to put a wedding party together. And that doesn't seem like something that people take serious. But I just refuse to be that dude that, you know, stands there in front of the church. And I don't have anybody who really made a difference in my life standing next to me in my wedding party. I don't want to be the dude from the wedding ringer, if that makes any sense. So um that's one of my issues, just trying to establish brotherhoods. And podcasting has allowed me to meet certain dudes and build certain relationships and I want those to grow so that I can know what my support system will be in the future when I do decide to jump that broom and then it's another issue that I've been dealing with that I don't necessarily think it's an issue that'll ever go away but it's still something that needs to be paid attention to there are a lot of things that I have to say I do to that I haven't done in my life you know and You can definitely say I do because it's just a part of the wedding. But are you really going to do that shit? You know, like, are you really going to be there for a person for better or for worse or richer or for poor? Here we are as adults. We set our standards so high or, you know, medium level to, you know, make sure that we pick the right person. And we never even support a person in the event that they don't have the things that we actually need. We set our standards so high sometimes that sometimes people can't even meet them. And then when a person has potential to actually meet the standards, you in the headspace to believe that you can't even date potential. So, like, at the end of the day, like, are you really conditioned or prepared to be with somebody for richer or for poor, for better or for worse? Like, those things need to be questioned. And for women... Like, how do you say I do if these are things that you never done? Like, how do you know that you can actually do it? And I feel like sometimes we we don't find out that we not ready for what the vows actually call for until we already married. So that's just being real. Like, I've never submitted, you know, in that way to a person. I never, you know, I've never been the person to like call and check in and All of these different things. I'm still moody as fuck. I'll just cut everybody off. Like these are things that I think about. Like you have to be mentally prepared to accept what comes with that relationship. So for you and the person that you with, like you saying I do, but it's a bunch of shit that you ain't never done before. Like keep it real. Like we have to establish that we are going to follow these things, you know, accordingly and at least do our very best to maintain you know, our vows and our marriage. So that's just one of the things that I think about, you know. And lastly, um, this is kind of like the biggest issue. And I'm nervous because I feel like this is going too far into my personal life. But it's just real shit. Like, um, for me, I'm not, I'm not really proud of the name that I'm about to give away or that I could potentially give away. Like, uh, for me, I got some issues with, you know, my father's side of the family, which, you know, is where my last name comes from. And I'm not a hundred percent going to say like, God is going to fix it. Uh, I'm not going to do all of the, you know, the spiritual rhetoric because God been present the whole time and the situation hasn't like rectified itself. And maybe it's because of me, because, um, 
I'm just one of them people. Like, I'm not turning no other cheek. You're going to say you sorry. I'm not going to, like, let you continue to, you know, believe that it's okay to do certain things. And because time passed, let bygones be bygones. No. I want an apology for 1998, despite the fact that it's 2018. Like, you're going to say you sorry. And just because I don't harbor the feelings on the inside and, you know, lash out and be bitter, I still think that those things have to be done, like especially for wrongs that are inexcusable, you know, like and there are some inexcusable wrongs that have been done. So um I just need an apology like I or some type of consideration to say that it wasn't intended for it to be that way or to justify the reason why these things happen. So, like, unfortunately, my last name is a name that I'm not 100 percent proud of right now. And I'm in a beautiful relationship. When I say to y'all, this girl deserves everything that a good man should provide for a woman. Like I've never had to ask for the things that most men beg for in a relationship. Like it is, it is literally something that just comes with no effort. It's like embedded in her character to do certain things. And it overwhelms me at times because I'm like, damn, do I really treat her this good to even deserve this? And I try not to like take advantage of it. So sometimes I'll try to stop her from doing some of the things that she does for me. And she loves to care for me. And it's weird because you, you know, when you get it, it's like, damn, you know, and I'm still like, damn, to this day, like it's been a nice lengthy time that she and I have been, you know, together. And I'm still like, damn, like she does this all the time. And it's just so much that I can say about her to help you understand why she's so deserving of all of what marriage has to offer. But I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready to, you know, fully commit to the responsibilities to make that marriage happen. And that's the biggest issue. Like, you know, I got a, a lot of family issues to fix and of course out of respect for that family if you're going to add to it i feel like you should let those people know who's being inducted into their family and you should let your partner know exactly where you come from you know and it may make a difference to the relationship once she find out oh well this person a little shady or this person is this or maybe they ain't as bad as he making them seem and maybe he just needs some help or like it gives her a deeper look into me. But right now, you know, it's been some years, um, almost double digit years since I've even talked to any of them. Like I've literally lived 15 minutes away from just about everybody on that side of the family. But I have not run into any of them in almost 10 years. And it's still like that energy it's still that disconnect like they've tried to, you know, communicate on social media, but it's been very indirect, almost acting as if nothing ever happened. And I'm still uncomfortable. So I'm still debating on whether or not I'm going to be the bigger person and address it. Or am I still just going to keep my space and my peace? Because like peace is priority for me. So I've honestly let it go by for so long simply because I've been at peace since this situation has kind of 
will kind of put a wedge between us. So um, it's hard, you know, and this is not me having cold feet. This is just me having responsibilities that come before, you know, this situation. But back to the honeymoon phase, I really appreciate that the honeymoon phase has lasted as long as it has. And it hasn't been dull ever since we, you know, since I've been in this new situation. And again, the sole purpose of the honeymoon in the end is to basically revert back to the happier times in the very beginning, because those are the things that create the memories. And hopefully as mature adults, we can look back and say, look how far we've come. And it makes us love each other even more. You know, I want to, I want to justify, you know, a lot of the things that people think is bad when it comes to a relationship, like taking your time and enjoying each phase is very important because a friendship sometimes gets subsided in relationships due to the fact that now y'all have responsibilities and you may find out that this person you dating is terrible when it comes to responsibilities and you'll forget that your friend needs help. Your friend needs better understanding of how to manage certain situations financially, spiritually, emotionally, and it, it can tear your relationship apart. I, I enjoy taking road trips with my significant other. I enjoy, you know, sitting on the couch and watching Netflix and, and binge watching the different series. I enjoy hanging out even when she's hanging with her friends, the few opportunities I get to hang with the friends and the friends make a difference to the relationship. But this idea that marriage is going to fix everything is just crazy to me because Nobody knows how to be married when they get married. So it's weird to even think that, oh, your problems are just going to be over because you got a wife to help you deal with them. And in some case for me, I feel like it's not even to ask her to deal with them. It's basically to dump some of my issues on another person because I can't or haven't dealt with a lot of the situations that I deal with. So I just want to, you know, take my time and fix my relationships with other people, um, build some relationships to make the wedding beautiful. I need my brothers in place. I still don't have the support system that I feel like I would need. And I'm the person that a lot of people come to for sound mind and sound judgment. You know, I'm the person that always gives the advice, but I need that circle of dudes that's going to G check me when I'm acting crazy or that's going to tell me, you know, you need to mature if that's what it is. Or you acting like a bitch if that's what it is. So um, I just wanted to speak honestly about my position because I'm pretty sure it's another guy somewhere under pressure. Every time you come to a family gathering, it's a family member asking when y'all going to get married, when y'all going to settle down and when y'all going to have babies and it's just for the beauty or the idea of beautiful in terms of a relationship. But sometimes it's just not realistic. I would love to have a kid. Everybody know that I lost my daughter 11 days after she was born. I've been waiting for a chance to be a dad for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's in me to definitely have a kid, but it's just not realistic for me to do. 
I'm not even in a position financially to take care of myself very well. So why bring a kid into that circumstance? So it's just like being mature and not letting your heartbreaks and your pains and your disappointments from previous relationships make you rush a beautiful process of getting to know a genuine friend that just may transition into a lover that just may become your spouse. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a process and the honeymoon phase encourages the process and you, you just got to trust it. So for me, I'm just trusting my process. I definitely want people to understand that it's cool to honeymoon, like less honeymoon for now and worry about the marriage later. You know what I'm saying? Like let's build the honeymoon phases up so that the marriage is a lot easier to deal with, you know? And for most people, it's people that already live together, you know what I'm saying? And they kind of like in the thick of their relationship and you might not see it being promising, but this is the perfect time to go back to the honeymoon phase and remember what you fell in love with about this person and sit them down and try to figure out this gray area in the thick of your relationship because you owe it to that person, man. Y'all been thugging it for however long and it's just not worth trying to rebuild or rekindle a flame that just ain't worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like just not worth it. It's, it's, it's not, it, I don't like that cheaper to keeper shit, but it's definitely a little bit more beneficial to build with somebody who already laid a foundation with you. Like, don't get into that, you know, that old man, old woman bullshit of cheaper because I don't like cheap shit. So, you know, that don't even phase me. I just want what makes me happy. So I'm not even going to get into that whole, you know, days of old rhetoric or whatever you want to call it. I just feel like just let, you know, just let things happen the way they are supposed to happen and continue to build and, you know, encourage your relationship to move forward. So um I hope this made some sense because I'm still making sense of it for myself. I'm still trying to mature and, you know, not take things so serious or literal when it comes to relationships, that being the family and the relationship. Like, I don't want to take everything entirely too serious, but I just feel like I need space and I need the space to enjoy this phase. Um, it's going on two years that, you know, she and I have been involved. That's the dating phase and the, the boyfriend and girlfriend, like together. Like, you know, we actually took the time to date. I don't even know how we became. Boyfriend and girlfriend, I just think that we just say, hey, man, you've been here long enough and we've been, you know, doing everything together. You my girl, you my man. It wasn't like a asking her to be with me thing either. It just happened when it was time and it transitioned perfectly. It was never a conversation or a sit down moment. We just knew it was time. So I spent like a year and some months dating her and I enjoyed it. Um. Got to like see a lot of things enter that, um, well, the reason why I say I got to see a lot of things enter that I didn't necessarily know is because she and I were friends for like seven or eight years on Facebook before we actually started hanging out with each other. I think it was just the idea of us knowing the same group of people and, um, we grew up in the same neighborhood. 
but she and I never went to school at the same time. So I knew her. And um, the funny thing was I grew up in school with her cousin. So like I knew her cousin way longer than I knew her. And so like we just been in that same area, like living in the same spot, but just never really crossed the path. So um, we were friends for a long time. And I think it made it easy for me to be truthful in a relationship because when I would vent on social media about my current relationship, she saw it all. So I didn't have to be like scared to say, well, I dated a whore or, you know, my girlfriend let five dudes run a train on her or whatever it was. Like I could have just, you know, I could just be real and say like, these were my situations where I was embarrassed to, you know, be with the chick that I didn't understand why she would do such a thing while we were together or, you know, I had these situations and these embarrassments right there in front of her and she never judged me for it. We kept it pushing. She like, look, don't let that deter you. You a good dude. So it was easy for me to be real. And now I can tell her the even deeper things that I deal with, like my lust issues and me dealing with that, me not doing certain things, even in my relationship, because I'm just not comfortable with the lust behind it or the lust that I think about in doing certain things. Like it's easy to say that you in a relationship, so you should be comfortable to do whatever you want, but that's not the case for me. And maybe one day I'll talk about that too, because it's in me and it's something that I'm dealing with. But, um, I just want people to know that everybody who's not married or not suffering and everybody who decides to take their time is not being like slowful or lazy or just not ready to commit is really things that take precedent at certain times. And you just have to follow suit with what is priority in your life. I'm trying to um, level myself up financially by incorporating my um, my gifts as being, you know, well, no, I want my gifts to make room for me. Like the Bible tells you, like that's one thing within the Bible that I do believe. So I want my gifts to make room for me financially so I can live a much comfortable and easier life so that that will turn into more finances and being able to buy a nice ring and have a nice home. I do want a house. I do want to like have the foundation to actually, you know, build on to even have a family. So I feel like I need a house, not an apartment. I do have certain goals in place that I want to take, you know, I want to take effect before I get married. So it's just a process for me, you know, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm just rambling at this point, but that's just pretty much what's been on my mind. It's like everybody just wants to force you into a box or a tradition or the way of the world. And I'm just not with living like that. Like, so I'm jumping the broom at this point and sweeping away the old traditions and creating some of my own. So, um, I hope y'all feel me on this. I hope I don't sound crazy, you know, because I really don't intend to, you know, prolong a person's life by keeping them waiting for something they may want. But I just, I'm just a guy that requires time. That's it. Um, since it's a solo show, I'm on, um, I'm gonna get into some vibes. Like I've been listening to some really dope music and I know everybody is big on, you know, having good vibes that's that's just the wave right now shout outs to the good vibe tribe and um the event that they just had the good vibes only tour 
I'm still like kind of living off of that high of just being around some dope ass people, having a good time, no drama, no issues or whatever. So, um, shouts out to the tribe. If you, in fact, um, listen to Sir, um, he's an artist. He's an artist from uh, TDE. Um, that's a current, that's a current album that I'm listening to kind of heavy. It's called November. I'm also listening to the new Travis Scott, which is called Astro World. He's kind of like, uh, intellectual trap music so i really dig that um i ain't gonna list all of them i'm gonna just give y'all a couple of clips of them here they go made this here with all the ice on in the booth at the gate outside when they pull up they give me loose yeah jump out boys that's nike boys hopping our coach this shit I welcome you with open arms like God at the heaven's gate, no, it's all right. Not scheduled programming, dog, it's high power. Man of the hour, nigga, I may take flight. All eyes on me, I'm here trying to right my wrong and save life through the word of song. I'm guessing just trying to get a little closer to God. 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 Somebody tell me the answers Me and you isn't the answer Me and you isn't Maybe I'm telling myself that But there ain't nothing that'll change that What good would it be If I knew how you felt about me It could've been right but I was wrong Only think about you and I'm alone Part of me that cared is just gone and I know that I can't get caught up We could've been and we tried to pretend my vibe right now so um let me know what y'all listening to let me know what's popping in y'all playlist right now because i'm trying to make some playlists i'm the person that don't have a playlist in my phone all i got is a bunch of albums saved and i don't really listen to the whole album i just listen to a couple of cuts so a new thing for me is creating a playlist also i'm reading y'all know i'm a reader so um the current books that i got on the table right now are Soar by T.D. Jakes. It's a book that I've been having for the longest of time, but I haven't completely read it all. So I'm trying to get through that book because it's a lot of dope, um, a lot of dope content in it. 
it's a lot of good game um it's certain people spiritually that i just believe tell you the truth no matter what their lifestyle is and td jakes is just one of them people i think that his lifestyle does kind of mirror what he says so um i'm reading sore and it's a dope read so check that out if that's something that um you need as far as like leveling yourself up in your creative or whatever space in your life that needs to raise or soar for you um that's definitely a good read and then i also have a fiction book called the sexy part of the bible um it's by cola booth i haven't really dug into it completely but i'm like in the first 12 pages she's a very controversial writer i hear that she was like the mistress of osama bin laden and she's been kind of caught up in issues with wale and whatever so i did pick up one of her books and i read it when i guess it's like a pause or a digestion period of sore when you can't just take too much in you got to kind of like stop let what you read digest and then pick up from there so i picked that up when I'm just trying to relax on what I took in from the previous pages. So my two books are Soar by T.D. Jakes and The Sexy Part of the Bible by Cola Booth. I'll definitely post the pictures of each book on the Instagram, which is The Subject Change. Follow me on all things social media at BJ. Follow um, Our Two Cents as well. That's still very much the parent show um follow that at our two cents pod on everything also follow my co-host the beautiful mona lisa she is at m-o-h-n-a-l-y-s-s-a-a um that's pretty much it y'all it wasn't i guess it wasn't that bad um i'm kind of like relieved that i'm now finished talking to y'all and i think i'm just at 40 minutes now so i'm gonna end it here um peace and blessings i hope y'all good I hope that y'all spiritually healthy, mentally healthy, physically healthy, like everything is healthy. Um, I'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace.